I want to welcome a brand new sponsor to the OP Radio podcast. I'm talking about Mac Weldon. Their daily wear system is a selection of clothes rooted in smart design, made with performance fabrics, and built to work together. Their stuff is really nice and really soft. Go to Mac Weldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N, MacWeldon.com slash Opie. Use the promo code Opie to get 20% off. That's MacWeldon.com, promo code Opie. Brian Bernard, what's up? Welcome to my little live stream. You are first on the Facebook. The stupid sun is already going down. Could someone explain to me why we still have daylight savings time for real? I guess there was a time it mattered, but now it's like, hey, I got an idea. Let's make everyone more depressed than they already are. And let's make the sun go down before they even get out of work. What a dumb concept. And then us stupid human beings, we can't figure it out. No one's for this anymore, but we can't get together and go, you know, the stupid daylight savings time where we change the clock back and then everyone goes, you know, it's actually 8.30, even though the clock says 7.30. Oh, we're all the same person. We like to think we're individuals, but we're not. But how about this? How about we get rid of the daylight savings time? Why am I even bringing this up? Because humans are, are too stupid to figure it out. We won't figure that out. We'll just uh, continue with this dumb, old, is it a tradition? I don't know if it's a tradition, is it? I don't know. What's up, Darren Albertson? How are you, brother? Hey, Ope, you were right about the Black Keys. Uh, What was I right about? Oh, right. I was talking about the Black Keys, and I think you said you didn't really like them. And I said, hey, man, you got to try gold on the ceiling, and then you got to try next girl, and then get back to me. And, And you're getting back to me, right, Darren Albertson? Man, the Black Keys are absolutely awesome. Uh, Let's say hi to Vincent Scaramuzzo. Peace and chicken grease. Peace and chicken grease. You know, I just had chicken for um, lunch. There are two things that are no bueno anymore. Two foods I used to really, really like. One would be chicken and the other would be strawberries. I don't know what they're doing with the strawberries. I don't know what the hell's going on. But every time you go to the supermarket, you see those juicy red strawberries. They look amazing. And you get tricked every time you bring them home. And they don't look the same. So I don't know what's going on. If they got special lights for the strawberries at the supermarket. I don't know if it's that dumb plastic container it comes in where maybe there's like a little like filter, like an Instagram filter on the on the packaging to make the strawberries juicier than they are. But every time I bring them home and I'm like, this is dog shit. And then I'll forget and then I'll be in the supermarket again and I'll see the juicy red strawberries. There they are. I got to get a couple tubs of these for the kids. And then I'm cutting half the shit off the strawberry to try to find just a little part that is juicy. And then Carl uh, taught me a million years ago that they're they're not even ripening them naturally anymore. They're shooting them with, what, gas or something? Does anyone know? Because Carl's dead and I can't get any food knowledge anymore. 
So I need someone else to step up with their food knowledge. Does anyone know? I think Carl told me that, uh, you know, they shoot it with, um, with a whole bunch of gas to ripen the strawberries because, you know, they're trying to sell them and they're trying to keep their business going. And uh, they also know that strawberries don't really grow in the winter. So uh, I think that's what's going on. Strawberries against opia. Hell yeah, Leslie Larson. And then the second thing I absolutely hate and used to love is chicken and chicken breasts in particular. I don't know what the hell they're pumping these uh, chickens with. First of all, they're they're ridiculously big and tough. Remember you used to cut into a chicken breast and it would be nice and juicy and you put a little, uh, what, Franks on it or something and, and it was a nice little lunch for yourself. I was chewing this chicken like all day long. Couldn't swallow the damn thing because it was just incredibly chewy. So then I, uh, I sacrificed my lunch because I didn't like it. And I gave it uh, to Dorgy, and Dorgy was like, what is this? He wouldn't eat it either. So I don't know if it's the steroids or the antibiotics. I have no idea. But chicken also sucks nowadays, and it used to be amazing. Carl told me that, too. He's like, yeah, chicken breasts, you know, they, they pump so much shit into these chickens because we all need something big. Everything needs to be as big as our heads. So now these stupid chicken breasts that look kind of like weak and small when we were growing up, but they were tasty as all hell. Now they're just as big as your fucking head because that's what we want in America. And we're sacrificing the taste. I've had it with chicken. Until the next time I go to the supermarket, I go, hey, I like chicken. And I'll get the damn chicken breast and I'll forget that I even did this rant that I'm doing for you right now. And then I'll also go, you know what? The strawberries look good, too. And then, you know, when you buy the strawberries, you got to literally live, what, a block from the supermarket because as soon as you get the strawberries home, they're all fuzzy. What's that about? What's wrong with the strawberries' immune system that they're all fuzzy before you even get the damn things home? Ridiculous. Please uh, ignore that I said ridiculous weird there. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll probably edit that out of the podcast and you won't even know that I said ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, Ted Palawati, you got to go Cornish hens. Got to do some of those Cornish hens. Actually, Carl said, you know what? The only part of the chicken that's still, uh, that's still tasty is the thighs and the legs. And only recently I started uh, kind of buying chicken parts for the grill. And I'm like, God damn, this Carl Ruiz was pretty right about most things. Schmuckamuck has made it. What's up, Schmuck? How are you, brother? Um, so, you know, that's that's what's on my mind, this stupid daylight savings time. I'm laying around. I'm watching Netflix. I'm watching David Letterman interview uh, Lizzo. This Lizzo is like a talented broad. I didn't realize how smart she was. She's an activist. She plays the goddamn flute. She knew Prince. And her and Letterman got along uh, swimmingly. And I'm only watching this Netflix show because of you guys. Because we were talking about the, the greatest interviewers of all time the other day. And you said, you got to really give David Letterman a chance at his Netflix show. And I'm like, eh. But I kind of like it. Especially the one with Lizzo. She came across um, very well. She came across as a, a, a very strong, intelligent black woman. Is that all right with people these days? I don't know. I hope so. What's up, yo, yo, yo? That's Pat Duffy saying yo, yo, yo. 
And then I watched um, the next episode, season three of David Letterman's interview show on Netflix. And it was with, um, with Kim Kardashian. And uh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. She has no emotion. I know she's an incredibly successful businesswoman, and I know it's hacked to say that she's famous for being famous. Uh, how did I used to say it? She's famous for just being famous, I guess. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Um, but Letterman's getting into her past about OJ and, and walking in on, uh, you have to say, Bruce Jenner for this discussion. I hope I don't piss anybody off. But when uh, this story happened with Kim Kardashian, it was Bruce Jenner. And uh, I guess mommy was away. And uh, Kim Kardashian walked into the garage to see Bruce Jenner fully dressed as a woman. And so they were going through that. They were going through the O.J. Simpson thing because O.J. was a, a friend of the family. And it split the family because the father was defending O.J. and the mom was uh, very good friends with Nicole Simpson. So that broke up the family and the sex tape and all this other stuff with, with Kim Kardashian. And she's telling all these stories as Letterman is hitting her with decent questions with the exact same expression on her face. I'm like, wow, this woman is dead inside. But then she started talking about um, the robbery in Paris. Turns out that... Uh, she packed all of her jewelry for Paris. She was bragging about a ring that Kanye West gave her, a giant rock. So with her social media, I think she has 162 million people following her on the Instagram. I got a little over uh, 50,000, so I feel like I'm doing okay. Um, so these potential robbers were like, oh, we're going to get that ring. We're going to get that ring. So she goes to Paris. And the rest is history. They break into her uh, home. She didn't have security that night. And they tied her up with duct tape. And uh, she really uh, believed that they were going to violate her. She really believed that they were going to murder her. And uh, they duct taped her, her, her mouth closed, her eyes closed. They threw her in her bathtub. Then they threw her on the floor. And they kept saying, ring, ring. They didn't really speak uh, uh, English that well, but they were talking about the ring that they saw on the social media. That's got to be worth millions. Uh, she showed them where the ring was, and then they found the bootay, uh, all her jewelry that she brought to Paris. So they got away with so much of her stuff. They let her live. So she's telling the story to David Letterman on the Netflix show, you know, and uh, that got her all teary-eyed. And I was like, damn. And because she got teary-eyed telling this whole story and saying stuff like she wasn't sure if she was going to see her kids anymore and she was worried about her sister Courtney finding her dead in this, uh, in this house. She got very emotional. I'm like, all right, if you're getting emotional, I'm going to get emotional. So the kid had a little uh, teary eyeballs happening, a little moisture, started to, to rock and roll through the eyeballs. And then all of a sudden, she said, I don't want to cry. Why am I crying? I'm pretty much over this. And then she's like, oh, my God, I don't want to ruin my makeup. So I think she was crying because she was worried she was going to ruin her makeup. But, man, I mean, Letterman tried to show her as a regular person. They're going through CVS and they're picking out pens. Just proving to you that I watched the whole damn show. And uh, her emotion was the exact same through the whole damn thing except for the whole Paris thing. But that was short-lived. I don't think... I don't think she or her sisters know how to actually act or live. I think they've been told how to act and live for so long 
that they don't even know who they are anymore. That's what I got out of the whole um, sit-down with David Letterman. And Lizzo just blows her out of the water with her personality and her humor and her intelligence. Blew her out of the water. But there you have it. Oh, yeah, the other thing with Kim Kardashian, so I didn't really finish. So she walks into the, um, the garage to see Bruce Jenner completely dressed as a woman. And you could say Bruce Jenner in this moment in time because he was still Bruce Jenner and not Caitlyn Jenner. And she ran out of there. It was the first time she saw uh, Bruce Jenner fully uh, dressed as a woman. Called her sister and said, come get me. I need to leave this house. And then I think it was Courtney. She goes, oh, my God, you, you caught Bruce cheating on mom. And Kim Kardashian said, I wish. So she wasn't ready for this at all. And then I think, uh, fair enough, you know, Bruce Jenner did what he was going to do there. And then he uh, reached out to Kim Kardashian and other members because he was the step. Uh, well, he still is the step. He's the step. See, I know they're allowed. They're allowed to still say uh, dad, stepfather, and Bruce. But if we say that, then cancel culture comes for our heads. So what do I do here? What do I do here? But uh, basically, he's like, if, when you're ready to talk about this, you know, I'll be waiting for you. And then, you know, it was cool. The family got through it. They all sat down and talked about it. And he was basically saying that he felt like this since he was four years old. And, of course, he came from a time where you can't feel like that. You're not allowed to feel like that at all. Pat Duffy, I saw my grandfather without his toupee once. I get it. <laughs> But Bruce came from a time you weren't allowed to do that. You weren't allowed to feel like that. You weren't going to talk to anyone about that. I'm not on the fence at all. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm for dressing like a woman. I mean, not me personally. Don't edit that. Not me personally. But I'm all for dressing like a woman if that's what makes you feel good. And you're not hurting yourself and you're not hurting anyone around you. That's where I'm at with that. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, there was a time you weren't allowed to express that. You weren't allowed to talk about that. Um, but now, man, Letterman said something, and I'm going to kind of piggyback it because he's got a kid. I got kids. Uh, it's way more accepted these days, way more accepted. So I feel, I feel good for the, uh, the kids that go through something like that, that they got some, some uh, support from family and friends and the school they go to. I mean, we've come a long way with that in just, what, a couple generations. So, yeah. All right. So, oh, that's what I wanted to say. So I'm laying around. I got my PJs on still. I got this hoodie on. I even wore the hat all day after I dropped the kids off at school. Not feeling that great. Um, it started Friday. I did a live stream on Friday that was... Uh, lackluster to say the least and I quickly deleted that one I said F that and then it turns out I uh, unfortunately I'm suffering from the damn fall allergies I thought I was gonna skate but here's the thing I was wearing the mask a lot outside um, not because I'm, I'm um, that worried uh, anymore I'm really not as worried as I used to be but the mask was helping me with allergies and stuff but I started pulling it down more and more because the air here in New York, it's fall. The air is crisp and nice. And I think some of those allergens snuck their way up into my nostril. And now they're camped out in there. So I'm flushing out my nostrils. I'm blowing my nose. I'm 
taking the Sudafed, and I'm taking some uh, I, I, ibuprofen. I, I, ibuprofen, and uh, I feel I definitely feel better, but I'm still I'm still definitely suffering from uh, some allergies, and my eyes are swollen from itching. Them, what the f? My stupid body is constantly trying to trying to kill me. What, am I one of those guys, if I, if I lived 200 years ago, I would just die from seasonal allergies? Is that how that works? What the hell is that about? Consult with Joe Rogan. Yeah, I'm going to consult with Joe Rogan about my allergies. He'll suggest some, uh, some crazy-ass treatment, right? And then everybody will up, be up in arms, and then he'll say he was right, and that's... <laughs> I can't do it. I was trying. I just can't do it. <laughs> Why? More people, this is how insane our world has become. More people are getting uh, advice from Joe Rogan than real experts. It's just nuts. I'm not going down that road. I'm just, that's an observation though. Can I still have some observations that more people are following the advice of Joe Rogan than people that have studied this shit their entire lives? That is crazy to me. He'll just tell you to smoke some dope. Right on. All right. Leslie Larson. Joe Rogan isn't an expert? Question mark? And then, uh, well, he was right, Ope. Well, he was right, Ope. Right about what? I'm right about things, too. And I'm also wrong about a lot of things. So if, I, if I'm right about one thing out of 100, am I, uh, am I the guy that's right about things? Is that how that works? I like how you do your math, sir. Uh, oh... Of ONA fame really ran out of material. Are you serious? I'm crushing it today. Talking about strawberries. Talking about stupid chicken. Talking about daylight savings time. Talking about Kim Kardashian and Lizzo and Bruce Jenner. I'm crushing it. Oh, I want to talk about my soft sweats, my soft t-shirts, and my groovy underwear. I'm talking about Mack Weldon. That's MacWeldon.com slash Opie. Use the promo code Opie to get 20% off. You're a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. So stop thinking about what to wear and just embrace the radically efficient Mac Weldon. They got the daily wear system. It's a selection of clothes rooted in smart design, made with performance fabrics and built to work together. From breathable t-shirts and polos to stylish button-ups and shorts, underwear, and beyond. Mack Weldon makes it easy for you to dress for work, leisure, and play. Talk about your favorite Mack Weldon products. I'm wearing them! I got the underwears on. I got the really soft sweatpants, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm wearing a really nice uh, soft T-shirt right now. And I need soft. For the ultimate lazy Sunday, their Ace sweatshorts have modern tailoring and pair perfectly with their ultra soft, ultra upgraded Prima tees. I'm telling you right now, if the t-shirt isn't soft, I'm not wearing it. So Mack Weldon passed the test. For weekend travels both near and far, their silver knit polo and radius shorts are the perfect high-tech, highly packable combo. All right, I could talk about this stuff until I'm blue in the face, but you got to check it out for yourself. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash Opie. Enter the promo code Opie, O-P-I-E. At the very least, go to their website and check out what they got to offer. I believe you're going to like what they have. That's MacWeldon. Let me spell that for you. M-A-C-K. 
W-E-L-D-O-N, MacWeldon.com slash Opie, promo code Opie for 20% off. MacWeldon, radically efficient wardrobing. MacWeldon.com slash Opie, promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, to get 20% off. Lizzo's got a big ass. Look, I know she's comfortable in her body, and I have no problem with that. But I was just looking at it, and I was like, how would I take care of that? I can't take care of that. So maybe that's why it scares me. I don't know. Maybe it's the unknown. A lot of us get scared of the unknown. Swollen eyes alert. Relax. It's all right. We'll get through it. Is my hat on backwards? Oh, so this is uh, what I was getting at. So I was um, I was on the couch watching the Netflix, and I'm like, ah, I'll get the live stream going in a little while. Opie, you look Chinese now. You know what? Yeah, I, I uh, my eyes don't open up a lot to begin with, so and they're very. I don't know if you're allowed to say you got Chinese eyes now, sir. You know, someone told me a story, and they got in trouble because they were babbling at work, babble, 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 and then this person said something like, "I wouldn't do that for all the rice in China." All of a sudden, her coworker goes, "You you can't say that. You can't say. Why can't you say that?" Why is that a problem? But this person was serious. Like, you can't say that. You can't say for all the rice in China. Wasn't that an expression when we were growing up and no one thought anything of it? But now that's a problem. Why, why is that a problem? If you can make federal laws to protect the uh, bird, which is the bald eagle, you can make federal laws to pr- protect people of color. Why, why do we need to protect people of color? I mean, thanks for the $5, but I don't even know what you're getting at, sir. And stupid bald eagles. Let me tell you something. There are parts of this country that people look at bald eagles like we look at pigeons in New York City. You know I'm right. They look at them like seagulls and pigeons. But if we see a bald eagle here in New York, and it's very, very rare, we're like, oh, my God, Harry, get your camera. That's a bald eagle over the Hudson River. But in other parts of America, they'll just uh, dumpster dive all day long. And the locals hate them. Right on, Rob. I'm black, and I don't need uh, protection. I'm with Rob. I don't know what that guy was getting at. It's just weird. Some parts of the country, they're majestic, and you just want to see them soar. I just want to see an eagle soar. And in other parts of the country, they're looked at pretty much like rats with wings. Think Alaska. Someone showed me a video once. Uh, They're all over. uh, You can see them for yourself online. But basically, a whole bunch of bald eagles just uh, going to town on, on garbage in a garbage can. That's our majestic bald eagle. Although I'm, I'm for uh, saving all creatures, so I don't know why I just did that rant. I'm all for saving the, the animals of this fine earth of ours. Absolutely. There you go, Rachel. We have a crap load of bald eagles here in northern Minnesota. One built a nest on a 20K crane, and the company can't use it anymore. <laughs> I'm against that. I think at that point, you go, you know what? We'll try to save the eagle, but I want my $20,000 crane back. So see, I'm reasonable. I'm not one of these idiots that are are black and white. 
I want to save all animals. But if a bald eagle's on a $20,000 crane, I think the company should uh, get their $20,000 uh, crane back and hopefully it could relocate the bald eagle. Pat Duffy had to bring a bunch of dead deer to a dump at work recently, counted at least a dozen bald eagles picking at what was left. There you go. They're scavengers for the most part when they're not soaring and looking majestic. <laughs> what? KC, come on, man. You're good. You're good, KC. KC in NorCal, instead of being a hater, now he's just trying to have fun with the, uh, the live stream, and he's coming up with funny lines. Look at this. Look how we turned you a little bit, Casey. Uh, Eagles living on a crane. Sounds like a bird on bird crime. Get it? I kind of like it. I know I know you went for a little hack, but I like it. So where are we at with uh, Howard Stern and Aaron Rodgers? Let me find that quote for you here. Uh, Howard Stern rails against unvaxxed Aaron Rodgers. No time for idiots. He basically uh, said that we have no time for idiots and that Aaron Rodgers should be kicked out of the NFL. He went off on Aaron Rodgers today on his radio show. So where are we at? Who's for Aaron Rodgers and who's for Howard Stern? Aaron is cool. Stern stinks. Man, I, I think I'm leaning toward agreeing with. I'm agreeing with Howard Stern. Oh, yeah. I, th I think Aaron Rodgers is an idiot. I know I just lost half my audience. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But I do think Aaron Rodgers is an idiot because I do believe the people around him in that organization, uh, I, I do believe most of them just assumed and thought because of his words that he was vaccinated. And he wasn't vaccinated, so he's putting a whole bunch of people at risk. And I think there was an agreement that basically, hey, we're all vaccinated, right? And he's like, yeah, we're vaccinated, yeah. And then he gets uh, the, the COVID, and then it comes out that he was never vaxxed. So I think I got to agree with Howard on this. I think I got to agree with Howard on this, and I think I have to say Aaron Rodgers is an idiot. The exact quote from Howard was, no time for idiots. If the team knew that he wasn't unvaccinated and they were good with that that's fine man i'm not in that world i'm not playing football obviously but if if he gave them uh the assumption that he was uh vaccinated and he wasn't that whole time that is no bueno and he should be thrown out of the league yes and like i said i'm not black and white because i'm not a fan of howard stern but in this case i think I think Howard's right and Aaron Rodgers is wrong. But the, the problem I have with uh, the Aaron Rodgers situation is really simple. I, I, think, I think he was fooling a lot of people. I think a lot of people around that organization and in the league just assumed he was vaccinated because they were doing their own research and, their, and, and, uh, and they were listening to what Aaron was saying. And he gave the impression that he was vaccinated. So I think he's a bad fucking dude. I think he's a bad, uh, entitled, I should say, a bad, entitled dude. All right, and then we could get some fun in. Uh, who's Howie to call anyone out? He's a wig-wearing hump, Ken Kramer says. Well, I mean, Howie's not a good person either, and he don't give a fuck about uh, pretty much anybody. So uh, I don't even know why he's 
he's taken this stance because all he cares about is himself. So yeah, let's throw that into the, uh, into the discussion as well, okay? Nero win. He never said he was vaccinated. He let them assume. See, that's bad too, though, don't you think? If you're a smart person and all of a sudden you're like, I'm just going to let everyone uh, assume that I'm vaccinated, but then it's becoming pretty obvious everyone really believes you're vaccinated and you're the, you're the guy sitting there going, man, but I'm not vaccinated. I think I got to do the right thing and I got to tell these people and see if they're cool with this. So I think uh, letting people assume is just as bad. Uh, what else is going on? It was Marathon Sunday here in uh, New York City. Very, very festive over the weekend. Um, we didn't really check out the runners. But, uh, you know, congratulations to the people that, that completed the New York City Marathon. I was a big runner growing up. I ran a ton of 10Ks. I ran a couple half marathons. When I was at Geneseo for fun... Uh, my track buddies would, would uh, call me up and go, hey, you want to go for a run? And they would come to the, um, the fraternity house on top of the hill, the fig house. And uh, for fun, this is we were in crazy shape. I was only uh, 128 pounds back then. We would run all the way around Canisius Lake, which was about a 20-mile um, uh, loop. And my whole running career, my dream was to run a marathon, and I, for whatever reason, never fucking did it. So, with that said, I respect all the people that uh, finished uh, the New York City Marathon. Although, if you're walking, if you're walking for most of it, you're not getting a congratulations from me. Unless you, like, pulled your Achilles or something, and you're like, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I'm, I'm running for my grandfather. So I got to complete this race for him. But if uh, you're just sore and you got blisters and now you're walking the second half of the marathon, I'm going to keep my arms folded at the finish line. I ain't giving you a congratulations. But if you're trying to continue to run or jog and you did, I give you nothing but congratulations. It's, a, it's quite a, uh, an accomplishment. What if Lizzo ran the marathon? Oh, this Jennifer Fur, she's tricky. She's a tricky one. I kind of fell in love with Jen. Uh, I, I, sorry. Well, yeah, I fell in love with Jennifer first. There you go. I said it. I actually really, really like Jennifer first. But um, let's see. If Lizzo was running the New York City Marathon, um, yeah, man, I'd, I would be all in, even if she, she did baby steps all the way around the course. Man, you know how they say, like, beauty is skin deep? You see someone like Lizzo, and you you start kind of understand, kind of, kind of understanding the concept, kind of. Because then I'm thinking, like, in another, in another life, if I was single, and I was living up there in Minnesota when she was coming up and kind of hanging out with the prince, and then she was attracted to me, would that big personality of hers be enough? As long as I didn't look down that much. <laughs> but she's, uh, you know, when you start talking about beauty being skin deep, you, you got to look at someone like Lizzo, man. She's getting it done. She, uh, she has owned her body. She has owned her figure. She has owned her uh, feminism. And she is talented as all hell. And what's that line from Truth Hurts? Why do men got to be great? Uh, 
Why do men got to be great until they're great? No, how's it go? Why do men got to be great till they're great? Oh, man. If I'm going to start flirting with Lizzo, I got to know her, uh, her lyrics. Didn't you all see the movie Shallow Hal? Look, I know people try to shove that beauty is skin deep thing uh, down our throats, but I don't care who is watching this right now. I'm talking for all of us, every single one of us. We're attracted physically to somebody first almost every single time. But there's a huge but. But then a whole bunch of you, well, it happened to me in the past, I think. So I'm, I'm in that group too. But then you've, you're, you're attracted to someone and you stay in a relationship because you're still attracted to that person physically. But you knew a long time ago that as soon as you get past the looks, there's nothing else there. And then you stay in that relationship uh, years too fucking long. So my thing is, let's stop kidding each other. We fall for someone physically first. And then if you're a smart human being with a, with a bit of a brain, bit of a brain up here, then you hope that there's something besides the physical attraction. Yes. And that's how humans think. And you're not going to change that anytime soon. John Quartz saying good evening. How are you, John? What would Opie's book be called? I would go simply Button Pusher. Yes. Because there's a bunch of meanings to that. Just the physical act of doing a radio show. Okay, I'm going to turn your mic on now. Okay, I'm going to turn your mic off now. Okay, I'm going to play this sound effect. I'm going to play these commercials. Or... You know, all the times that I, I got in there and, and just fucking needled my way in and pushed people's buttons to get them to react. Andy Kaufman, one of my favorite comedians of all time. When I talk about my top five comedians of all time, I honestly forget time and time again about uh, Andy Kaufman and uh, how he was a tremendous influence in my life because he just didn't give a fuck. And he loved making people uncomfortable with his comedy. I loved Andy Kaufman. But this other Andy Kaufman, I can't find you. I'm trying to put you on the big screen. He goes, Opie, are you high? No, I'm not high. I'm just a little nervous because I got to get uh, three cavities filled tomorrow. You know, because the kid might not have took it, uh, taken care of his teeth during the COVID, during the shutdown. So I went in for a basic checkup and I go, no x-rays. <laughs> I did. You notice how dentists, like, casually, every time you go in for a cleaning, oh, we got to get some x-rays. Why? Why? They're doing x-rays with me every six months because of this. Money, 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 money. So I, I announce to the whole room, no x-rays. And then he pokes around and he goes, you got three cavities. I don't need x-rays. <laughs> we need to get these filled immediately. I'm like, ah. So they got me. So they're going to get their money anyway. So no, I think I'm a little, uh, I think I'm a little anxiety ridden because uh, the kid has very, very sensitive teeth. I'm embarrassed to say that they sometimes have to numb my entire mouth just to do a, a cleaning. So I think it's in the back of my head that I'm getting uh, three cavities filled tomorrow. So no, I'm not high, sir. I'm sorry. Oh, so that's what I was gonna say. I, I keep uh, starting. So I, I was watching Netflix. I'm like. 
I got to do the live stream, you know. I, I got to get back to doing it on a regular basis. And I'm thinking, because I, I forgot about the dumb uh, turning of the clocks back, that I had plenty of time. And I looked out the window and, oh, my God, the sun's going down. So I quickly rushed over here to, to turn this on in the glass box studio. So, like, my hat's on backwards. I didn't shower. Hey, why is breast milk uh, disgusting, but we'll drink milk from um, from animals? Has anyone ever figured that out? Where the human body, like we're all connected and we've decided we all need to drink milk. But when it comes to human milk, human breast milk, we're like, ew! Get me some milk from that cow's udder. Why do we do that? Does anyone know the answer to that? Because obviously when you're, uh, you're, you're a baby and a newborn, it's completely natural to, uh, to drink breast milk. But then you hit a certain age and they're like, this is disgusting. Let me get you some milk from some animal. This is what you should be drinking. Who decided that? That's pretty effed up, don't you think? I went quiet because I was thinking about the factory we could have. <laughs> Just rows and rows of women providing our milk for society. Oh, my God. I got to go. And look, I'm not into breast milk. I tried it once. Pat Duffy knows. That was the only time I tried it. When he brought in the breast milk of his sister who was pregnant at the time. The kid she had is probably a teenager by now. That's how long ago it was. And, you know, we brought in her breast milk and we made some ice cream out of it. And it was very, very delightful for the first half a second that I put it in my mouth. And then, oh, my God, this tastes like B.O. They haven't figured that part of it out, I don't think. Lizzo's milk. And uh, no one came up with the line for me. Why do men got to be great until they're great? What's the line? Oh, you're going to make me look it up? What do you mean, Ew. That's my whole point, though. We look at cow milk, and I think a lot of people drink uh, goat's milk. Like, that's completely normal. But uh, milk from a human being is disgusting. I think that's just weird. All right. Uh, truth hurts. Lyrics. Why men great till they gotta be great? Yeah. Why men great till they gotta be great? Love you, Lizzo. You want to see the sun? Don't let the sun go down on me. Ba -ba -na 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 -na. Why do I only know the first line of songs? God, that's stupid. Check out the sun. Why men great until they gotta be great? All right, that's enough. I didn't pay millions for this view to give it away for free. Have a good night, you bitch.